We've got new incomparable merchandise and the return of some favorites. Go to theincomparable.com slash shirt to see our entire Cotton Bureau store, including a bunch of shirts, some new shirts, an incomparable robot hoodie, and an incomparable Zeppelin pin and hat. Check it out, theincomparable.com slash shirt. The Incomparable. Number 433. November 2018. Welcome back, everybody. You are seated at the center of the Thanksgiving table for this episode of The Incomparable, where we are going to each bring dishes to the Thanksgiving dinner of The Incomparable. And that is the weird, stupid premise that will uh, define this episode. <laughs> I am your host, Jason Snell. Uh, as a good host, I will serve the last dish i don't know what that means <laughs> but i'd like to introduce the fellow uh people at my thanksgiving table each of whom has brought it's sort of a potluck i guess a dish uh <laughs> in the form of a draft of thanksgiving of, of a thanksgiving dinner picking first i guess seated to my left i don't know it's kathy campbell hello Yay! hello <laughs> next to kathy is tiff arment hey i thought we were in the middle of the table like the turkey Mm. Oh. Next to Tiff is Philip Michaels. Yes, hello. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I was <laughs> I was thinking of something else, some faraway place. Yeah, you know, people aren't always uh happy to be around. Similar the table. to my own Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving dinners with at my family's where I just sort of tune everyone out. I have uh, already begun here, it, so it, it's just like um, <laughs> it, it makes sense. It makes sense. It's very uh, next, next to Phil is David Lore. Hello. Hello. Did you know in France, turkeys actually sound more like turkeys? In French textbooks, they say, clu, 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 clu. It's really cool. Like I said, kind of tuning everyone out. Yeah, right that's now. a good idea. I don't so even know what he's talking so about. far away from me. <laughs> Across from David is Gene McDonald. Hello. I've never been so nervous about a draft as I am about this one. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It may not turn out. Uh, next to Gene is Brian Hamilton. Uh, who wants to say Grace. Grace. <laughs> hey, Grace, get over here. Next to Brian uh, Grace, Grace? is Monty Ashley. Hello, friends. <laughs> I don't don't trust him. He's up to something. <laughs> and sitting Boost. next to Monty and uh, and actually kind of right at my right elbow, it's Moises Chuyon. How big is this table? <laughs> I feel like this is going to turn into one of those murder dinner parties. We actually, we actually have a tenth person sitting all the way down at the other end. I think is perhaps our listeners, but uh, or our listener. Oh God, who yes. who uh, who set the oven to five twenty five? Who cooks anything at five twenty five? It goes faster that way. That is our draft order. Now I have asked, I have asked my panelists to draft uh, dishes that will be uh, populating the table for this Thanksgiving dinner. It is a draft, which means if you take a dish i am going to call it off limits if you want to try to take something similar you're going to have to get the approval of me your host and judge uh kathy why don't you start us off with a thanksgiving item well thanksgiving you need a turkey um i brought my dad's turkey because he roasts it out on the smoker for like eight million hours oh I don't yeah no but it's it's heaven and I'm very, very, very sad that he's 
out in Hawaii celebrating his 40th anniversary and will not be cooking me a turkey. So thanks, Dad. Thanks. So what I need details of this, because if if you, you know, you, you, the way you described it is like you don't actually know how it's made. I you just receive it. I don't actually know. It's <laughs> Kathy, magic. That doesn't help. Magic isn't going to, isn't going to solve our reader, our listeners problems. Does, does he, does he blindfold you each year and lock you in a. <laughs> no, he. <laughs> now the Thanksgiving tradition of blindfolding Kathy and locking her in a room. <laughs> he preps it the night oh, before. Oh, he smokes it. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, you had me at smoked turkey. Salt, pepper, uh, magical spice mix that he gets online somewhere. Is there a brine involved? We need to know. Yes, a dry, a dry brine. A dry oh, brine. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. And then it, it comes out and it's sliced and it's perfect and a sliced turkey. You say. Yes, you slice it. Well, that's the fanciest the turkey I've ever heard yes. of. <laughs> I know it's not specific recipe, and I will try. You know what? I will bother my father. Yeah, you right need now you need to ask your dad about I need, it. So we can the leg. Yes. We can put it in so the show notes. Dad, the internet needs to know. <laughs> right? I don't care that you're drinking a mai tai on your sunset cruise right now. This is very important. That needs to know. People need to know. How how is the the skin on the smoked turkey? Is it crisp? Is it uh, flavorful? It's crisp or is it and just sort flavorful. of there? Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right, that's a little cross examination there, turkey cross examination, yes. Phil. All right, uh, well, <laughs> folks, if you uh, if you didn't want the the smoked turkey with the dry brine, uh, too bad because that's what we're having, and we move the on to our you, next dish. Tiff Arment, tell me what are we having? I'm really glad that Kathy decided with that turkey because oh, that sounds really good. Anyway, we yes. I will um, I'll follow up on the turkey and add some stuffing. What? It's okay. my mom's stuffing. It's amazing. Mm. It's full of breakfast sausage. Jones's breakfast <laughs> nice. sausage. It's okay. really good. I and thought you were just going to stop at the word breakfast. Nope. It's full <laughs> of breakfast. Got some waffles, just, some blintzes mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Little cap and crunch cereal. We take Thanksgiving breakfast and we put it into the turkey and we eat that. No, it's <laughs> it's bread and vegetable pieces, I guess mostly celery and chicken stock and jones's breakfast sausage i don't know it's really good i eat it cold by the fistful it's amazing I, I have some clarifying questions about yes the stuffing phil, phil if you didn't know is our cross-examination uh, <laughs> <laughs> chef today i'm ready bring it on it, you, i've never made it, it so I'm is scared. it is it cooked inside the turkey or do you cook it separately and then add it at the end separately Mm. You, can't, you, oh, can't, you can't. You can't. You can't. Well, first See? of all, no one wants smoke tu- smoke stuffing, no. right? Like, yeah, we'd be putting stuffing into a smoked turkey in this meal. So anybody who puts that. stuffing into the turkey is is committing a literal crime. Yeah, well, yes. they're just asking for salmonella. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> I bought two boxes of stuffing today with the intention of just eating them. So Tiff's mom's stuffing full of uh, Jones's breakfast sausage and a bunch yep. of other stuff. <laughs> that's our. That's going to be our stuffing. Uh, breakfast sausage stuffing. I'll also bug my mom for the recipe. Yes, please do. Yes, she probably that's won't good. give it up. <laughs> yeah, you know the internet needs to know. They do. I, I am. I am hopeful that in a future year, an incomparable fan will choose to make the incomparable Thanksgiving oh, dinner. Yeah. Jason, if you're not careful, I might do it this weekend. 
all, all 300 dishes. <laughs> yep. This is our opportunity to really sabotage someone's meal. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Phil, uh, I guess somebody else will have to do the cross-examination because it's your turn to put something on our plate. I'm perfectly uh, capable of cross-examining myself. I, I do it every day. Say. <laughs> so uh, I am picking cranberry compote. Not cranberry sauce, not cranberry yes, dipping sauce. Nice. Not, not yes. cranberry from a can. Occasionally I run into people going like, oh, I just like it right straight out of the can. You like garbage. That's <laughs> what you like if you eat it from straight out of the can. I sure do. I am so here for this meal right now. Okay, okay. In defense of the can, it is. No, no, no. In defense of no, garbage. No, you'll get yes. your turn, can boy, later. <laughs> no. Um, what you do is you take the, the fresh cranberries, mmm, fresh cranberries, and you cook them in a, in a thing, and you, you throw in some citrus. In a thing. Throw, okay, okay. I got my yeah, thing right usually, here. Usually a... A saucier, if you must uh, uh, enjoy the proper term. I can totally Thanksgiving hard with you people. This is great. (laughs) Right? This needs to happen. You you throw in some, some seasoning. And you, you throw in a you throw in a cinnamon stick or two. You throw in some cornstarch because you don't want runny compote. You want good solid mm-hmm. yes. uh, cranberry dish that stands up to oh. a fork or whatever you want to throw at it. And this recipe actually comes from Emeril Lagasse. Um, and every everyone likes to give Emeril stick, uh, especially me because of that terrible NBC sitcom he did a few years ago. <laughs> and because sometimes know- you just want to kick it up a notch, Phil. But the dude knows how <laughs> to make a cranberry Bam. compote. Yeah, you may make fun of him but he knows how to make a mean cranberry compote people okay just one question philip michaels is it cooked inside the bird yes (laughs) absolutely it's the it's the blood (laughs) when you slice open that bird and the red goo comes out and people run screaming but not phil he enjoys it because he knows it's cranberry compote because i know it's cranberry and not blood and i need to know are there pieces of mandarin orange in there Mm. Um, to bring out the citrus notes. I typically go use oranges off my tree, which is not a mandarin tree. But that's okay. There are some oranges you, dipped in there. You, yes, there there is orange. There is lemon. There are there are lots of citrusy nuts uh, or no notes. nuts. No nuts. Yes. No nuts. Yes. Good God. No nuts. Oh yeah, I love you people. <coughs> nuts in a compote. These are my people. Are there actual psychopaths who put nuts in cranberry sauce? <laughs> I would, yes. I didn't oh yeah. But if there are, I have. Uh, yeah. I have go been join, there. Go join your can eating cranberry oh. people it's usually the walnut the worst of all nuts <laughs> <laughs> this is getting very judgy it, it is yes. uh, it's yes, Monty. what is thanksgiving for if not to judge my mother when i was a kid used to take the cranberries out of the can and slice them like they were little hockey pucks <laughs> <laughs> all right we have uh, a nice uh, smoked turkey uh, mom's stuffing with breakfast sausage and a cranberry compote this is all pretty good david what are you bringing? Well, there are some of us who don't like turkey. So for those of us who don't have turkey on Thanksgiving, I'm bringing <laughs> f- bacon-wrapped filet mignon in a raspberry demi-glace. Oh. Yes. Which is so easy to do. Tell me more. It's just Tell me this more. very, very a thin sauce. It's, you know, it, it rests, a, you know, like you... you Put that on the plate first, then you rest the filet mignon on top of it. And, you know, it just, it's its a slight bit of sweetness. It's not too sweet, but it balances out the saltiness of the bacon. And it just, oh, oh, it is the best filet mignon dish I've ever had. All right, we will go now to Jean. Jean, what, what do you have for the table? What I have is a, um, it's kind of a first course 
and an easy one to make. And you know, people are hungry and they're waiting for you to put out all the big plates of food. But one thing you can make in the meantime that is very easy and very Thanksgiving is butternut squash soup. Yes. That is the correct answer. Mm, is, <laughs> I have no, I have no further questions. <laughs> the recipe that I have been using for the last year that I just love, and it was inspired by dental work. Um, I was, you know, having to eat basically soup for a couple of weeks, and I wasn't really enjoying the pre-made stuff I was buying at the grocery store. And I thought, one, I think I deserve an Instant Pot. And two... I could make this butternut squash soup better than anybody else. And so I did find this recipe for um, the soup, which is so simple. I do use the Instant Pot, but you could make it in any pot. Um, it doesn't take that much cooking. But there's butternut squash, of course, in it. Um, <laughs> I throw in, in uh, a sweet potato as well instead of, you know, all butternut squash. Um, the sauteed onions. So you saute the onions, you put in um, some garlic to saute, and then you you add the butternut squash, the sweet potatoes, and a little bit of curry powder, depending on your, you know, how much you love curry powder. I, I really don't use that much, but just a little dash, but some people use like a whole tablespoon. And in the Instant Pot, you know, it's instant. So <laughs> and, uh, That's what it says on the tin. <laughs> you... Uh, you know, cook these together. Okay. I, I, I just want to say I'm here to represent the members of our audience who don't really want to cook very much. And I, all my <laughs> recipes and hacks are not, you know, definitely geared towards not having to pick up a knife if you can help it. And <laughs> so I do buy frozen butternut squash and frozen sweet potato. Um, you know, it's raw, but it's frozen. So I don't have to peel that that butternut squash really doesn't lend itself to easy peeling. Hmm. And then, uh, boom, you have uh, have those things in there. You cook them together. And then another thing I got this year was is an immersion blender, which I don't yeah. know why I was so resistant oh, yeah. to the damn immersion blender. I used to think, well, I already have a blender. Why do I need mm. an immersion blender? And it's the stupidest question if you find yourself <laughs> asking yourself that question, just go and buy an immersion blender and blend it together. So um, the last ingredient, so this this recipe, there's water in it, of course, um, is uh, a coconut cream, which is this this recipe is vegan. And I'm not a vegan, but I like this recipe. And I like that if vegan people show up at the doorstep, mm -hmm. I can serve it to them as well. Now, don't garnish it with bacon or chopped up sausage. I make no promises. <laughs> <laughs> but you can if you're you, you know, and you like those things. Uh, the official um, suggested garnish in the recipe is toasted pumpkin seeds. So All it's right. very Thanksgiving. All right. And 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 don't serve it in bowls. Get little mugs and and serve it so people can sip it. Little life hack here. Little life hack. Mm. Get a butternut squash, slice it in half, scoop out the seeds. It's really easy to clean. Baste it in butter. A little white pepper on there. Roast mm -hmm. it. Then scoop mm -hmm. it out with an ice cream scoop, and you're good to go. Mm. Huh. Yeah. 
Wow. Or go to the frozen food section of your yeah, favorite grocery you could do store. That. <laughs> Daddy, I'm so excited for ice cream. Here you go, son. Here's oh, your it's scoop. Butter, not butter, not squash. This is carob all over again. I hate you, Dad. <laughs> I, I like where, the part where Gene described how a butternut squash works, and I just kind of went along with it because I have no idea. I've never touched one. Uh, Brian, it's your turn. Uh, my father's mashed potatoes submitted for the approval of the Midnight yeah. Society. Uh, I was uh, hoping dad... we would get mashed potatoes. My father. <laughs> you had to say, my father. <laughs> my father makes the best mashed potatoes. <laughs> and everyone said they were good. Um, okay. Peel and parboil a bunch of potatoes. Uh, stand mixer paddle Russet attachment. Russet potatoes or waxy potatoes? Uh, Russet potatoes. Okay. Did you peel okay. them? You said you peeled them, right? Yes, peeled. Okay. Um, yeah, this is not the fun rustic uh, skin in Like lazy potatoes. grandma peel or like thorough peel? Oh, it's a thorough peel. <laughs> okay. okay. You gotta have a thorough so peel on your no, potatoes. No peel whatsoever. All creamy white. Uh, stand mixer, paddle attachment. Here's the thing. From this point on, we're sailing blind because my dad's been making these my entire life. And there is some secret ingredient I can't quite understand. But you know, you got your your standard like cream. <laughs> it's butter. potato peels. It's onion Brian, salt. Brian, you're among <laughs> friends. Tell the truth. Does your dad lock you in the same room that Kathy's dad locks her? <laughs> yes. We have bonded you over many a game of um, solitaire together, Kathy and I, in the yes. locked room for my parents. <laughs> uh, these mashed potatoes are decadent, velvety, absolutely not vegan, and filled with all of the creaminess you can ever want to withstand. And all the other ingredients on your plate because the idea here is you add this to your plate as you're eating at our giant and comparable table and they are a conduit for literally anything else you can want to put on there yes. cranberry sauce yeah sure gravy go ahead any other draft picks you want to put on my dad's mashed potatoes go right ahead because it can stand up to it mashed so potatoes. these potatoes don't come with gravy that's a separate pick huh that's a separate pick yeah. uh, okay. I don't want to give away anyone else's picks so but the, my dad's so, mashed potatoes so in here we could expect is there butter uh, is there cream or buttermilk um, uh, there is at least butter, sour cream, and uh, either whole milk or heavy cream. Oh, wow. Some I mean, sort Brian, of it's basically cream. just a base a baked potato that has been been reduced to a, a mush. Yes. Okay. Exactly. But I, I cannot describe the texture of this. It is divine, velvety, beautiful, and somehow full of flavor. Even though it feels really heavy and you know dense, they're incredible and really flavorful. All right, we've got mashed potatoes now. That's good. This episode of The Incomparable is brought to you by Simple Contacts. Now, you probably have a bunch of things that demand your time. You've got work, you've got side projects, maybe play a video game. Who knows? Maybe you got some dinner to make. I don't know. Uh, don't worry about ordering your contact lenses. You can save some time. Simple Contacts lets you renew your prescription and reorder your contracts online. So you can do it from anywhere in just minutes. They've got a self-guided vision test. It takes just five minutes, way faster than taking time off to go to the doctor's office. A licensed doctor reviews every test so you can skip the office visit, but not the care. Now, this is not a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. This is to get you new contacts with your current prescription. They make sure your current prescription is still helping you see 2020, and then they can renew your lenses based on that prescription. They're not writing new prescriptions. They're not examining your eye health. I tried it out. It could not have been easier to use. I took the vision test. They've got my weird contacts that I use. They got them. They got them in stock. It wasn't a problem. The vision test costs just $20. They've got all the brands and lens types you're familiar with. The prices of the contact lenses are unbeatable. Standard shipping is free. And on top of all that, there's a special offer for incomparable listeners. Join the other thousands of people who have rated Simple Contacts five stars in the App Store and 
Get $20 off your contacts by going to simplecontacts.com slash Snell20 and using the code Snell20 when you check out. That's simplecontacts.com slash Snell20 and use the code Snell20 for $20 off. Thank you to Simple Contacts for their support of The Incomparable. Monty, it's your choice. I am delighted to get to pick the perfect food. Back in, I'm going to say, 1998 or so, there used to be a magazine called Mondo 2000 that was very into cyberpunk stuff of some sort. And according to Mondo 2000, a poorly researched magazine in 1998 or so, beta carotene is the perfect vitamin or mineral or additive or whatever beta carotene is. It's the perfect one of it. And it kills cancer. So if you eat Whatever food has the most beta carotene, uh-huh. you will live forever. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's what the article said. Therefore, pumpkin pie, which is practically all beta carotene, is the perfect food. So I am, of course, picking pumpkin pie. Here is the recipe for pumpkin pie. You go to the supermarket and you spend $5 on a pumpkin pie and you take it home and you eat it. Thank you. Thank you. You can spend $8 for a slightly larger one, but there's no need to overthink it. Pumpkin pie is fine. You just go to the supermarket and buy one. Yeah. You can put some uh, whipped topping on the top if you want. Now, how do you make the whipped topping? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Whipped topping on pumpkin pie. You can you can store by your pumpkin pie, but I have to advocate very heavily for making your own whipped topping from heavy whipping cream, a little bit of sugar, and a little bit of cold, and that's basically all that you need with a whisk. This is the first pick that not only do I disagree with, it actually makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can be angry. I'm going to live forever because I'm <laughs> eating pumpkin pie every day. Yeah, you're going to live forever because who knows what's in that? It's certainly not pumpkin. My family begrudgingly keeps a pumpkin pie on the table every year just for me, and I'm so grateful. I see why people don't like it, but I agree. It is the perfect food. I just want to paint a, a picture here, which is that uh, Kathy Tiff, Phil, David, Gene, and Brian all brought their very uh, laboriously created meals to the table, and Monty brought a box in with a pumpkin pie in it with a, a price tag on it that said $5 <laughs> from Safeway. That's right. All right. It's It's delicious. <laughs> Transferred it that's, into a dish. Like that's yeah, how much I love all of you. Pretend. Come on. <laughs> Look, if I'd been able to cook the turkey, it would be the full Alton Brown hour and a half special that tells you how to like put it in the giant Home Depot oh, bucket, the Derek and, it, and but, the yeah. Uh, what my options are left? Okay, perfect food, pumpkin pie. Uh, Moises, it's your pick. <laughs> so um, I, I could I could go the Monty route. And um, and pre-buy my next choice, which would technically break the rules if I hadn't thought of this in advance and found a way around it, uh, because my next choice is two things that are the same base ingredient. The base ingredient being pork belly. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm Chinese Cuban, and we eat a lot of different stuff at my Thanksgiving table. Uh any number of different things. Uh, but being Cantonese, uh, there is always suyuk and char siu. Barbecue roast pork and crackling roast pork. Mm. Uh, the reason that I think that this works as as one choice is if you're making it yourself, then it's just it is it is one base ingredient that you're preparing two ways simultaneously. And if it's something that you pick up 
from, you know, the roast pork and duck guy. Uh, and there is always a roast pork and duck guy. Any, any city that has <laughs> any sort of a serviceable Chinatown has a roast pork and duck guy that you can just go and you don't need to speak Cantonese. You don't need to speak Mandarin. You don't need to speak any version of Chinese. You just need to like pork belly or duck. Um, I'm more of a pork belly guy and know how to spend money. And that is, that is how you make people incredibly, incredibly thrilled who are usually disappointed uh, when they sit down at a Thanksgiving table and find a friggin' spiral cut ham. Uh, Devil's advocate here. <clears throat> but Moises, isn't that just bacon? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, Timmy. Nope. <laughs> Why did the devil hire you? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the first time in incomparable history that someone has leapt across the table to choke someone. <laughs> oh, it is Thanksgiving after all. Yeah. <laughs> What's Thanksgiving wow. without a mild choking? Wow. <laughs> uh, that those sound that sounds great, Moises. Actually, that sounds really awesome. And I'm going to give you both of them. You can have both of them. You got the pork belly cornered. You do. I win. So we got three. Uh, we we got three um, primarily meat dishes. Plus, there's meat in the stuffing too, which is just okay bonus all right i am going to pick uh the proper pie to put on a thanksgiving table and no it is not pumpkin pie whether you make it yourself or it's from the grocery store it is a sweet potato pie which will actually go really well with that barbecue roast pork that moises is bringing along because sweet potato pie is great with barbecue one of the things i love about sweet potatoes i make i make the sweet potato pie every year at the holidays it is easy to make because you just need a pound of sweet potato and you, you boil it and then you put it in the stand mixer with some butter and some sugar and some spices and some egg and uh and then you you bake it and you got uh, this fantastic thing i like that it's got a little bit of texture that the the pumpkin pie is almost pudding like in texture sweet potato pie has got a little bit more of a of a texture to it which i really like it's sweet it's it, it still goes with the uh with your toppings your whipped cream or what have you and uh it's a little less sugary than the pumpkin pie as well I think it's the best, and that is why I am supplying everybody here with uh, sweet potato pie to have. You can have it for dessert, or you know what? You can have it as a side with your meal if you really want to, especially if you're having that barbecue roast pork. So would this now eliminate a sweet potato casserole? No. No, I consider Those sweet potato... Those are totally different if, if things. You, if you have a sweet potato casserole, if you want to make some yams, yams, yeah. uh, or anything else <laughs> like that with marshmallows on them, like my mother who always made the candied yams, you can do that oh, in round two. Uh-oh. It's allowed. Okay, just checking. J- okay, Jason, you. you're saying that we could have a second round that's entirely sweet potato dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to, I, I think that I doubt that's going to happen, but it's possible. I believe in us. I think we can. <laughs> I'm going to point out nobody has actually provided any vegetables yet, <laughs> so my mom yeah, is going to get angry because you're supposed to have a vegetable. Uh, um, don't make me think of people. Hang on. Uh, butternut squash is oh, wait, it's a not vegetable. A, no. He butternut means a squash green is vegetable. A, yeah, a green vegetable. For yeah. color. For color. All right. Uh, we... That was that was round one, and it went so well that we have to do at least, uh, yes, this potluck, everybody needed to bring two dishes. So, Kathy, what else did you bring for the table? <sighs> well, Breath mints. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to bring another dessert, um, only because in my family, we have first dessert, and then we have second dessert after dinner. And so... 
one needs plenty of dessert options. Yes, we are hobbits. I am choosing my mom's classic pumpkin roll. It is soft and creamy and delicious, not a pie because don't at me, but pie is terrible. Um, So it's just like a pumpkin pie, but without the crust. And so it is delightful. What what, what what makes it a roll if there is no crust? Is it just like a ball of pumpkin? What is happening Or is it like a roulade? So you cut, you like uh, bake it flat in a pan and then you pull it out and you fill in the cream in the middle and then you roll it up. So it's like it's a the little Debbie's. Yes, that is the fancy it's word. Like that is absolutely what I understand. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Frasier. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's got plenty of beta carotene, so I approve. Yes, exactly. Plenty of beta carotene, so it's even better than the pumpkin pie. So, so when your father has blindfolded you and put you in the basement while he's making the making the turkey, does your mom put you like in a lead line vault when she's making this dessert, so that all the secrets will will be with them forever? Basically, I sit in the other room and watch TV and drink wine because I, I bring the other side dishes that mm-hmm. I prep ahead of time and then just throw them in the oven. That, that you aren't picking in the draft because you're picking the mystery ingredients from your parents instead. <laughs> hey, I have a recipe for the... <laughs> the yeah, this is, your, this is your assignment is you got to get us recipes for these things. Yes. All right. Okay, classic pumpkin roll, no pie because some people are monsters and don't like pie. Tiff, it's your choice. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I feel like we're all getting a little thirsty. Eating all yeah, this. Food. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's funny that you should mention that. I am a little thirsty. Yeah, a little parched, yeah. a little. Mm, mm, I mean, I had that butternut squash soup earlier, and that was in a little mug. That was nice, but. <laughs> yeah, but I, need, I need something cold and refreshing. So I'm going to uh, be bringing uh, a whole bunch of jugs of apple cider. Ooh. Wow. Nice. Yes. Yeah. There'll be, there'll be, there'll be some hard and some not <laughs> yes. for whoever, wherever you want to go with that. But. I, I'm bringing the apple cider. Are these homemade or did you get these down at the store with Monty's pumpkin pie? Oh, no, they're homemade <laughs> by my dad. That's right. Yes. Well, at least the not hard ones. Well, he tried that once and it was it was scary. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. Apple homemade. cider. Just uh, homemade, except for the hard yep. stuff where you know, we'll Poppy just... Poppy cider. That. All right. Any, any, was it from like apples did he buy the apples or were they like is there an apple tree on he um he started with the apples on um his property and then he has to supplement because so many people want apple cider from him then he goes to other people's property and takes their apples (laughs) (laughs) and they say how do you like them apples apples. and he says you've heard of johnny very very much once he has a cider press a big wooden cider press and he presses it all himself and boils it and does it it's really good and my son is on the bottle label, and it's super cute. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> awesome. All right, Phil, what do you have? Gravy. Gravy. Yes. It's about gravy. time. Choo-choo you gotta have all gravy. aboard the gravy train. <laughs> yes, indeed. And not and 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 Jason, this isn't some like I went down to the store and bought a jar because I hate everyone I'm dining <laughs> with. No, no. Anybody who would do that is a monster. I do hate the people that I'm dining <laughs> with. But you make the gravy from the pan drippings. Now this is gonna be a challenge because we're we're having the smoked turkey. I don't <laughs> assume that there's a lot of drippings from that. Don't worry, Jason, I got it covered. I have meat cooking all the time. All right. I can turn into gravy. So, Just for so the you, drippings? Yes. You take the you take the pan drippings, you deglaze the pan with some wine, you throw in some roux that you've made ahead of time. That's a mixture of uh, of uh, both flour and butter. It's very tasty. 
tasty. You whisk all that together. You add some uh, some broths. Usually some chicken broth, maybe vegetable broth. Doesn't matter. You you let it thicken a bit, and it, it's just it's it's just lovely mm. and not lumpy and good. You can pour it on the turkey. You can pour it on the potatoes. You can pour it on the damn pumpkin pie for all I care. All right, mm. maybe we will. So we'll you make it better. Compote and gravy, <laughs> just two big jugs of stuff. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. And yet he may win this. I love I love the image of, of Phil just striding in the door with two jugs of gravy in like either hand of gravy with a little spout. Yeah. It also has a picture of my son on the label. You, no, you guys want to you guys want to tap this thing and and start doing some gravy stands? Oh, I am so here for gravy. Mm, gravy, cake. gravy goes with everything. David, what will you wrap in bacon next? I don't know. <laughs> there is bacon involved. Don't oh, you, God. you kid? No, I'm going to have a vegetable dish. You, you slice up some carrots. You you roast them in uh, brown sugar, honey, and the bacon fat that you have already cooked your bacon from, you know, that you've already reduced out of your bacon. Then you slice up the bacon into, you dice it, really. Sprinkle that in there and let that roast in there. And then you uh, sprinkle it on top with some uh, very finely sliced green onions. It is fantastic. And it's not, again, it's not too sweet. Plus, it has beta carotene. For, for immortality. For some. All right, so right. Ro- roast uh, carrots and bacon is what you're telling me. Is that what Pretty you call much. that? All right. That's a, it's a vegetable with bacon. Gene, uh, what do you have for us? Do I get a prize if I'm the first person to, to bring something green? You get the uh, green ribbon. You get the green ribbon. All right. I have a, um, I don't know what to call it. It's a green. It's a thing that I especially love in the wintertime. And I think that everybody should know about it, but I think not many people do, is escarole. Uh, it's a, it looks like a lettuce. If you go into the produce section and you find it, it, it comes in a head like a, a, other kinds of lettuce, but it, the leaves are very sturdy. Mm. And it's one of those greens that you actually, you could eat it raw or you could cook it. Um, and when you cook it, it holds up really well. And so what I am proposing for our lovely dinner, which honestly, family dinners like this, we generally have one green and, and 10 dishes of any other color, but green. Sure. Um, <laughs> but this one is a good one. Uh, escarole can be a salad, but nobody wants salad on Thanksgiving. It's, it's cold and it's green and it doesn't seem right, but escarole can be wilted. And so my recipe is, uh, wilted escarole vinaigrette. Uh, and you basically take the escarole leaves and, you know, after you've washed everything, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the recipe exactly, but basically you need to, take um, the escarole leaves and, and saute them a bit in olive oil with some shallots, I think is a good mm. way to go. And then you take your vinaigrette at the end and as if it were a salad, but now it's a warm green salad that is really yummy. And you drizzle the vinaigrette over that and then you serve it. So um, that is my, my, uh, my way of trying to bring green into Thanksgiving. Actually, there's some other green vegetables which have not been mentioned, and I didn't even put them on my list because I assume they would have already been sniped by this point. So you know what they are, and I will leave somebody else 
to do that. But yeah, and the vinaigrette, by the way, this is a vinaigrette I've been making for like 20, 30 years. It's super simple. Everybody is always impressed by it. And it's, it's basically olive oil, vinegar, and Dijon mustard or um, olive oil, lemon, and Dijon mustard. And for Thanksgiving, I would say take a little bit of the turkey pan drippings and put that and whisk that in there too. All right. Sounds great. I want that. I'm going to have some of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Brian, your choice. For the past four or five years, I have been my family's Thanksgiving barista. So I am bringing <laughs> coffee to the table after we're all tired and, uh, you know, full of turkey and other bacon wrapped things. We're all, uh, you know, looking to take a nap, but nope, the conversation must continue. I am bringing a whole bunch of coffee. Uh, I've been very practiced in bulk Chemex preparation, which is uh, surprisingly difficult, but I'm, uh, I'm always the person that leaves, you know, 10, 15 minutes early from, uh, from dinner to get started on making a ton of coffee. My advice for anyone who is, uh, the Thanksgiving barista for their family is uh, to get the freshest beans possible and grind them immediately, which is uh, going to be the thing that blows your family's mind after they've been used to Folgers for 20 years. <laughs> That's a great choice, Brian. I don't like coffee, but I know a lot of people do, and I'm glad that you are providing it. So I don't have to. Monty, what else did you get down at Safeway? <laughs> uh, well... <laughs> I'm the only person who's rested at this dinner. The rest of you have been working all day. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Brian's breaking away from dinner to start working during the dinner. You, uh, you, you can cook, um, you can prepare the cranberry compote days in advance. Okay. That helps the flavors <laughs> blend, sir. Yeah, my parents are in the back cooking all this meal. So. Right? <laughs> ah, sucker. Uh, well, we've got a lot of food here. Our stomachs are real full, but there's little nooks like corners of our stomach that don't have food crammed into them, dinner rolls. We've got to have some dinner rolls on the table. They're good for soaking up gravy. They're good for soaking up, I don't know, coffee. Mmm, <laughs> stomach insulation. Wait, did you buy them or did you Do make you have them? a particular kind? Because I have a dinner roll on my list, so I'm wondering, do you have a particular kind of dinner roll that you're looking at here? No, just bake them yourself. There's like four ingredients. It's super simple. Okay. This is not a Great British Baking Show type operation. <laughs> All right. It's like flour, yeast, sugar, salt, milk, figure it out. Step one, press spoon against tube until it breaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, Moises, what do you have? Uh, one of my favorite restaurants here in Austin, uh, Uchi, uh, has a spinoff restaurant called Uchiko that is known for um, some of their their little small dishes. But one one above all transformed a particular vegetable for people in a way that uh, that I have have rarely seen it transform it for them. Uh, and so I I have um, I have availed myself of a couple different copycat recipes for their version of crispy fried Brussels sprouts. And damn it, you, the thing. You, ding, 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 ding. you just, yeah. you just yeah. got me, Moises. I was going to end it with the Brussels sprouts. Damn you. Uh, but I'm, eat, I'm eating all of your Brussels sprouts now. But let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. You've, you've not lived until you've had these Brussels sprouts. Imagine a pound of fresh Brussels sprouts with a vegetable oil. Sure. What a surprise there. But instead of soy sauce, <laughs> you use fish sauce. I promise. Oh. Trust me. Oh my God. Just go with it. Fish, fish sauce, sauce makes is everything the unsung better. Unsung hero of any kitchen. It's amazing. No, fish sauce is the greatest thing ever. Uh, some 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 fresh squeezed lemon juice, a garlic clove, some sriracha sauce, a little black pepper, kosher salt, and here's the thing, and it's essential: a couple tablespoons of maple syrup. 
Oh, yeah. And replace oh. the Brussels sprouts with chicken, and you have got yourself a meal. <laughs> so, wait, Moises, are, are these Brussels sprouts coated in these seasonings before they go into a pan, or where do these seasonings come in? Yeah, I'll, uh, the, the recipe, I mean, is, is, is incredibly boring, uh, when we're busy choking each other across tables and so on. Um, but uh, effectively, the, the prep for Brussels sprouts takes maybe 15 minutes. Um, so you, you cut off the ends, you slice them in half, and then you just stick them in a bowl of water, uh, that, that helps, you know, clean and refresh them and, and get things moving so that when you, coat them in all of this stuff and either toss them in a wok or stick them on a baking uh, uh, pan and just roast them in the oven for 45 minutes. Oh, Either yeah. way, they turn out pretty much the exact same. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of, of which way you want to make them. So I am I am a not big fan, as people who know me know, of vegetables. <laughs> I've never really liked them. I've gotten <laughs> so better over the co- years. Cover them in fat and I, flavors, I, I, and the, well, they're well, great. Uh, roast vegetables, it turns out, are actually pretty good, and I don't know why my mother uh, never made those for me, because I actually do like them. But Brussels sprouts, people hate them, and they complain about them, and I have had them, and roast Brussels sprouts, especially if you can do some savory, like whether it's a balsamic vinegar or the fish mm. sauce that Moises is talking about here. Yeah. I love them. They're so good. Or you can fry them, pan, and they're fantastic. Pan. So. Seared, baby. Yeah, there's so many. The most than Brussels important sprouts. part is to make sure you cut off the ends. Yes. Well, that mm-hmm. goes because without saying. If you leave those on, that's that's what's not really good butter. eats. Yeah, like, you don't want you don't yeah. want that. But yeah, yeah. I'm, you, you treat them you treat them like mini cabbages, which is what they are. That's what little, they are. Little tiny, little tiny cabbages. Yeah, which means that you, you, we put some heat on them and they uh, they they get all uh, soft and nice and they're good. Um, okay, mm. I have I have had to go all of my things. I have just been sniped. Uh, Monty and Moises sniped my two things that I was going to pick. So uh, I am going to go instead with an alternative. It's not really a stuffing like tiffs. This is an alternative kind of bread thing it is alton brown's sweet cornbread pudding which i believe is oh, from his thanksgiving yes. episode this is you know you got you got your uh chopped up uh french bread along with some uh corn some cream some eggs some cornmeal uh some parmesan you put it in a cast iron skillet and you cook it and you bake it and then you just flip it out onto a plate and it is like a corn cake almost and it's so it's a it's much firmer than your traditional kind of thanksgiving stuffing but it is really good and we make that every year and uh, I can't say enough nice things about it. It, it is a, a, a unique kind of bready dish that is between kind of your your dinner roll and your uh, kind of uh, l- more loose uh, stuffing. And it's great. So that's going to be my choice. I am so freaking hungry. Oh, my Sweet God. Sweet pudding. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's everything that we've got on the table. Uh, but uh, before we wrap this up, I'm sure that there are some dishes that you all thought you might provide that you didn't get to. So bring out... Your turkeys and other f- things that you did not choose. Kathy, what did you have that you did not pick? I can hear our listeners yelling about a green bean casserole. So green beans I are gross. That. No, let them yell. Let them <laughs> yell. I'm, I'm amazed that there has been no mention of green beans at all, casserole green or not. Green beans are gross. They're the worst. Right? There's barely been a mention of green. <laughs> are you dumping some Campbell's soup in there? Because I need to know. Uh, I do. Yes. Of course I do the Campbell's. <laughs> So you take a green beans and you take them outside and put them in the in the compost bin and that's my recipe for green beans. <laughs> uh, I bring the extra fancy can of French cut onions and then we do a can of cream of chicken because cream of chicken. Uh, we don't. Yeah, because my husband doesn't like mushrooms, so uh, we don't do a cream of mushroom. 
cream of chicken is the better choice, uh, which, of course, Campbell's brand sure. soup is the requirement. On brand for you. Uh, oh, that's sure. more meat yeah. and vegetables so we the, got there. The, <laughs> the classic 1970s green bean casserole is what it, you're telling me. If you yes. come from a, a Midwestern family, as I do, and your parents force-fed you soup-based casseroles. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> into you and me you, both. Uh, uh, Big... God for death. Um, <laughs> we, we've already mentioned Alton Brown, but he does a very good deconstructed uh, green bean casserole, which is the only um, green bean casserole that I've ever been able to vaguely enjoy. And um, I, I would recommend it. Look that one up. All right. <laughs> uh, additionally, I have my Brussels sprouts are with feta and cranberries and bacon and balsamic vinegar. Yeah. That sounds like a fried salad. It pretty much is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and we didn't talk about uh, appetizers, which happen in the kitchen while, well, when I'm being hidden in the closet, mm-hmm. I tend to take food with me. Uh, so I'll have a bruschetta and some baked brie and veggie Ooh. platter with Uncle Dan's ranch, which is nice and thick and delicious. Um, also asparagus. And then, of course, wine, because you must have wine unless you are not drinking. And that's totally fine as well but, it, but there will be wine available a lot of wine yes excellent yes yes tiff what did you not pick i'm gonna go with that sweet potato casserole i was talking about earlier because mm-hmm. i need a healthy dose of marshmallows on top of mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yes healthy marshmallows, That's brown sugar. In it. potato and marshmallow <laughs> that is sweet potato and marshmallow that is a classic combination i had that every uh, year when i was a kid yep and uh, I, we always make it with one half with nuts one half without because nuts are terrible in things yes <laughs> Yes. I, I don't like surprise nuts. No one likes I, no, surprise nuts. nuts are the worst. Tiff. <laughs> High five. I, I was once at a, ho- a holiday gathering where someone made the um, sweet potato casserole with the marshmallows, except they used colored marshmallows with the Ooh. green and the red. Whoa, and no. it, lo- it looked like Pac-Man ghosts had been melted on top. Why didn't potato. they just put Lucky Charms on the top of it and call it a day? <laughs> <laughs> Lucky charms, they've been melted beyond recognition. Oh, God, I can never rebuild. So, uh, speak to me, Blinky. Okay, Okay, uh, anything else, Jeff? Uh, no, nope. I make these like pumpkin muffin cookie things, but uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of pumpkin on the table. All right, That's sweet potato casserole it is. Phil, what, yeah. what did you not provide for us? Baked clams, my man. Wonderful, wonderful appetizer. You know, you're watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. You're not really into it. You're thinking, what the hell has happened to Broadway? And then suddenly you're feeling a little (laughs) bit hungry as as you're watching the revival cast of uh, South Pacific sing It's Nothing Like a Dame. And then then someone hands you a clamshell, and it's got this mix of bread and seasoning and clam meat inside. And you go, hey, this is tasty, but it's not too filling. But it just, it satisfies me enough. That's a good appetizer. And so... So I would bring baked clams. Wine was mentioned. I would just suggest bring a white wine tends to go with the turkey, but uh, I, I'm a red wine drinker. And so I like a, a little Pinot Noir with mm. my uh, with my bird. From Oregon? Columbia Valley Pinot Noir. <laughs> well, get, I'm, and get I'm gonna, some of that stuff. I'll bring a Zinfandel, too. So we'll we'll have some red there for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, what do you have left? Well, I, I also had green beans uh, done in balsamic vinegar with a little bit of garlic. That'll play. Um, uh, sometimes when I don't do that, I sear shishito peppers instead, which is nice and green Yummy. and still spicy. Um, 
One of my favorite things is garlic smashed potatoes mixed with mm. cambazola cheese, which is camembert and gorgonzola. So it's like a lighter, creamier gorgonzola. Oh my God, that's heavenly. And uh, roasted balsamic onions, where you literally just like take mm. the onion, you cut off the very top of it, you drench it in balsamic vinegar, and you put it in the oven for like an hour. Mm. And it's kind of amazing. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to need a B-roll of just you describing food yeah. like, for a, a long time. <laughs> David's new podcast, David Describes Food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. David Lore ASMR Thanksgiving Feast. Welcome. Yeah. Mature Sponsored content. by Jungle Children Gym. are not a lot. Ding. Binaural 4K, like and subscribe. Gene, what did you have left? I really only had one more thing on my list. That's why I was afraid of this draft. I mm. thought I might have to be like, I'll be booted out of the draft, but I wasn't. I made it this far. Uh, (laughs) um, My last thing uh, was uh, parsnip fries. So baked parsnip fries. Parsnips are wonderful and yummy and a good, you know, chance to try something that isn't a sweet potato or a regular potato, but it, you know, has that texture. And they're so easy to make. That's my theme for tonight. And basically, you know, just cut them into fry-shaped pieces, toss them in olive oil with some garlic and some rosemary, and just bake the whatever out of them right. <laughs> until, until they're, like, turned brown and are crispy. And I I like them, you know, year-round. But kids especially, you know, it's a, it's a nice little, like, snacky treat for them on the table. Right. Mm. Sounds nice. Brian, what did you have left? Uh, I was going to bring popcorn because my family and I watch a ton of <laughs> movies. Uh, we yeah. always watch planes, trains, and automobiles after the meal and nice. uh, in the run-up to making the meal. Uh, we have the Mystery Science Theater uh, Turkey Day marathon running. Mm-hmm. I was also going to pick my mom's Same. sweet carrots, which are the only way I will eat carrots ever. Mm. Uh, this is the only one I actually texted my mom about to get the recipe. Uh, I just peel and slice carrots on an angle, then steam them till tender. In a pan, I melt a tablespoon of butter, add a heaping helping of brown sugar, and a few drops of fresh lemon juice cook until it starts to bubble drain the carrots and then add them to the pan mix and enjoy they are tender they're sweet and lovely and uh my grandfather is 93 he loves a good bourbon but doesn't drink much anymore for health reasons uh but he'll have some on occasion so i was going to draft the watered down old-fashioned i made my 93 year old grandfather (laughs) last year and it's one of my favorite memories was uh, drinking an old-fashioned with my grandpa nice Aww. When you said popcorn, I thought you you said because we watched the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving yeah, special. Yeah, I was going to say that <laughs> and, too. What and so with I would bring popcorn and jelly beans and, and toast. Toast. <laughs> toast to Charlie Brown. Uh, Monty, yes. what else uh, do you have for us? Uh, well, some of my favorite Thanksgivings have involved eating my friend Jenna's seven-hour Sicilian sauce, but I couldn't bring it because I don't know how to make it. I know it takes seven hours to make, and there's like five or six different kinds of meat in it. Including Sicilian. Yeah, you have to kill a lot of Sicilians. <laughs> and we don't put it on pasta or anything. We usually just use bread. It's really good. Uh, if it were a Thanksgiving I were actually attending, I would probably make deviled eggs, which I am promise I am mm, good at. Mm. Yes. There was a time that I was the top Google result for how to make deviled eggs. This was oh. a long time ago. I once deviled an emu egg. It was weird. Uh, <laughs> Yum. For my extended family, which is also Midwestern, I feel that a Thanksgiving dinner, in my experience, often has a lot of something called beer. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, a beer will also be available. Excellent. Moises, what did you have left over? To start off with, Szechuan style green beans, uh, because I find that the only way that I've actually enjoyed green beans is this way. Uh, it involves some butter, it involves chili flake, it involves chili oil. Uh, another one of the greatest things up there with fish sauce. Um, some seasoning salt, black pepper, uh, some Sauvignon Blanc, some garlic, um, soy sauce, because why not? Sesame seeds. Uh, but forget the green onion, because uh, onions tend to ruin a lot of things. Um, you know, have them yes. if, if people really love to uh, eat old grass. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, why why ruin your dish that way? Uh, and then also, in keeping with the incredibly uh, multicultural United Nations of food um, being Cuban, uh, I I don't know of a major holiday meal that doesn't involve Cuban black beans. Um, and here's the thing. People will tell you there is a way to make Cuban black beans. And, and the way to make them is correctly, uh, which varies depending on who you are. Um, there are people who swear by the fact that they have to have onions dumped on them. These are generally white people. Don't trust white people in this regard. I'm sure they're trustworthy in some ways. Maybe. Don't, 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 don't just dump white onion all over your black beans and say, this is how the Cubans like them. We do not like them that way. Um, quite pointedly. Um, but a, a few things, uh, you know, different people have different ways of doing them. And, and some people do cook them with onions in them. You know, you sweat the onions, you get the flavor out of the onions. If you're an onion person, great. Just use good onions. Uh, don't don't mm. use stupid green onions. Um, but often, you know, you'll have things uh, like soy sauce, um, some sort of a sugar. Some people do a white sugar. I prefer a brown sugar. Um, you know, you get a bay leaf in there. Um, that's, that's one of those things where you... Um, you invite a white person over to a Cuban family's house uh, for a holiday meal, and they'll wonder why there's foliage yeah. in the food. Don't eat the bay leaf, people. <laughs> it's, it's, true. Just, it's just that's, there that's to, generally to going flavor. to be their first experience with it. Um, <laughs> but it, the the, uh, the beautiful thing about about uh, Cuban black beans is that because of the nature of cooking in Cuba, a, a land of not many options, um, you can make them in a in a cast iron pot. You can make them, uh, you know, on the stovetop. Um, you can make them in a in a pressure cooker, and the magic of the instant pot is that it frees you from the traditional pressure cookers that you know make you go do i really want these beans enough to have it explode all over my kitchen i don't know um so th there are a lot of simpler ways to do it. You don't have to soak beans overnight. That's that's one of those myths that, you know, soaking dry beans overnight somehow loosens them up. Doesn't really do much of anything. Um, if, if you want to start with with dry beans, fine. If you want to just grab a couple of beans, uh, uh, cans of low sodium black beans at the grocery store, knock yourself out. Most of the pressure cooking is done for you. Then it's a matter of just infusing them with a giant amount of flavor and making it so that, you know, they're not a puree, but they're just falling apart. That is the most correct thing about Cuban black beans is that like like roasting a pig in the ground, you want them just falling apart um, and and delectable. Um, the rest of what I had uh, was uh, two two desserts, one of them assuming somebody would snipe pumpkin pie because I don't even really like traditional pumpkin pie. But what I do love is an apple butter pumpkin pie. Which is prepared much in the same way that a quote unquote regular pumpkin pie is, but with the magic of apple butter. And you, mm. uh, you kind of standard do a sort of streusel ish topping with some pecans and so on in it. For me, that is the, the ideal modern, civilized, evolved iteration of a pumpkin pie that doesn't involve spending $5 at the grocery store. 
Um, let's see, uh, an apple tart, which is, uh, a, a, you know, some puff pastry, a Braeburn apple, an egg, some butter, some smashed almonds. Um, and, uh, it, the, the short version of it is, you know, you have a cooking stone and, uh, roll out most of your puff pastry as if to cover that cooking stone and, uh, you know, uh, mash together your ingredients. I'll find uh, a recipe somewhere, uh, to give you guys, um, put the, the filling down on the puff pastry, uh, Slice the apples nice and thin, uh, layer the whole thing with the apples, and then make a make a little lattice with the remaining puff pastry. And then the real key, the real key is that after you've baked it, you glaze it with apricot jam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and the last thing on my list, uh, which is is kind of in keeping uh, with with Brian's pick, but without any uh, warm fuzzy family feelings, uh, but just a specific warm fuzzy feeling, is a bottle of Stranahan's Colorado whiskey, a couple of blocks of ice, and a glass. Uh, I, I find that that is a very effective menu item to have on hand at all times at all holiday meals. Sounds good. Um, here's what I had left. I was going to pick the, as referenced earlier, that Alton Brown brined turkey where the you get the five-gallon bucket from Home Depot and <laughs> submerge a turkey in it with uh, all sorts of like ice and br- and uh, a brine that's made with all sorts of things. And it's great. I make that every year. That's the turkey I make. It works really well. Um, I had a honey balsamic roasted Brussels sprouts recipe that got stolen. And uh, my ironic pick that also got ruined by Monty saying dinner rolls bake them yourself was I was going to say my son's favorite thing to eat at Thanksgiving is the Pillsbury crescent rolls so just uh, get those (laughs) when you're at Safeway buying the uh, pumpkin pie gets get a get a roll of the crescent rolls and pop them in the oven and my son will eat them all all of them they're very good Uh, and that's it we have oh I'm stuffed I couldn't eat another bit oh my god oh so much good stuff (laughs) I would like to thank get out of my house that's it it's over the Detroit Lions lost now everyone go home (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'd like to thank my guests for uh, for being here and for putting food on the table Kathy Campbell thank you for your dad's turkey and your mom's classic pumpkin roll I think what we have learned here today is that I am safer outside of the kitchen. Yeah. You're going to be your parents keep a lot of secrets from you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Tiff Arment, thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, I want to thank my parents for being great cooks and uh, for helping me. And cider, and cider makers. <laughs> and cider makers, yes. Um, Phil Michaels, thank you. Thank you. Please, please don't stare at my loosened belt. It's a great sign of respect. <laughs> <laughs> David Lore, thank you. Thank you. Hang, hang on. I'm I'm in the midst of a baked brie drizzled in a raspberry compote. Oh my! Are you god. yourself wrapped in bacon now? So, <laughs> oh my god! Usually, usually uh, my, the vest is made I've said of too bacon. much, haven't I? <laughs> Fifty Shades of Bacon, isn't it? Oh my! Mm, hey. Keep talking like that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is like Thanksgiving. Where you know, yeah, it got weird. No, well, it got weird. It maybe. got really weird but and also, drunk all of a sudden. Nobody, you know, nobody can get a word in edgewise. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, Gene McDonald, thank you. Thank you. It was awesome. Uh, Brian, you brought your dad's mashed potatoes and uh, served us some coffee. Thank you. This is the time where we pile all of the leftovers onto a sandwich. Yes, oh, that's good yes. stuff. Yes. Good stuff. Yes. Yeah, pork the beer, belly, the Brussels bacon, sprouts, the green sandwich. onions, the pumpkin pie. Mm. Monty Ashley. Sandwich. Thank you. Jason, it is really great seeing everybody not more often than once a year. 
And Moises Chuyan, thank you. Invest in pork belly futures. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's the key. That is very good. I, I, that sounds like a like a plan. And thanks to everybody out there. If you're in the United States, uh, you understand what we just did. If you're not, uh, if, if you're in Canada, you should have listened. You should have listened to this episode a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> For everybody else, just move it to Christmas and talk about it. Then maybe I don't know. We hope that you, wherever you are, if you're having a Thanksgiving holiday, if you're having another holiday coming up, uh, maybe we gave you some ideas that would be really great you could check the show notes there are going to be some links to some recipes maybe in there if kathy's dad reveals his secrets and uh (laughs) thank you for listening to this episode of the incomparable we will see you next week